The way things seem to be going between Veterans Affairs Management and the American Federation of Government Employees, contract negotiations could outlast the pandemic. Here with what's going on in the latest update is the president of AFGE Local 1224 in North Las Vegas, Linda Ward-Smith. Ms. Ward-Smith, good to have you on. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, give us the status of negotiations as it stands today. Well, currently we are not in negotiations anymore. We tried to negotiate a fair contract back in June of 2019. We started and we ended six months later with us not coming to an agreement on about 30 of our articles in our contract and management decided to take its impasse. And right now we're waiting for a decision from the Fair Labor Relations Authority. And it's more likely than not that they're going to impose a management's contract, which means that we did not negotiate negotiate fair as we should according to the law. So right now we're just waiting for a decision from the Labor Relations Authority. Got it. All right, let's go back in time a little bit. When did the old contract expire? So we have a rollover clause in the contracts and it was negotiated in 2011 and it goes for like three years. Then after that, it's a rollover. So we've been rolling it over up until this point. And actually, it's still an active contract because of the rollover clause. But Trump and his administration decided to open up the contract and start the negotiations to pretty much put us where we are today so that they can gain control over our collective bargaining rights. And so that is what happened. And so now we are at the mercy of the Trump administration to tell us what rights we won't have. You mentioned there's 30 clauses at issue here that you disagree over. What are some examples of the types of topics or the types of clause objects that you are at an impasse over? So right now in our contract, we have it laid out how the process as far as time and leave, promotions, how discrimination or the equal employment opportunities will be, reasonable accommodations for our veterans or employees who are dealing with some disability issues, pretty much how leave is handled, tours of duties are handled. And the argument at the table was basically management just wanted to have a right to do what they wanted to do and how they wanted to determine how those issues were handled. So they wanted it to be management's control and management's decision on how employees got promoted or how tours were offered. Instead of allowing it to be fair and equitable across the board, it was just going to turn into a favoritism type of situation, and we were not going to allow it. And that is pretty much what got us to the impasse, because everything that we introduced or every article we had, they didn't like it because it gave employees their rights to ensure that they did not have discrimination when it came to those issues. And so that was pretty much the rubber that met the road. They just did not want want employees to have discretion. They want management to have all of the decision-making, and we know that's not fair. We're speaking with Linda Ward-Smith. She's president of Local 1224 of the American Federation of Government Employees, representing Veterans Affairs employees, and just the structure of the team that is doing the negotiating on behalf of AFGE. You're in North Las Vegas, Nevada. How big is the team, and where do the members come from, and how does that all work? 
So in North Las Vegas, we have about 3,000 employees that I preside over. Our bargaining team consisted of members all across the United States. So I was picked out of about 12 members, and I was fortunate to be an alternate, so I'm very thankful for that. We have over 200,000 members nationwide that we represent at the VA. So those are the people that we are trying to negotiate a fair contract for. And let's talk about the clause with respect to promotions, for example, which you say that, you know, management wants to just impose their arbitrary ability, I guess, to promote who and how they wish. What did the old contract that got rolled over until it didn't anymore say about, say, promotion? Right now, there are outlined steps that say that if there is a promotion on the table, that you first of all have to offer it to the most qualified, right? And that you cannot, and and there are certain criteria such as if an employee is in a position and he has the, the knowledge and the skills and ability to be promoted, then he should, he or she should earn that promotion as long as they meet the criteria. And what management want to do is basically just say, Even if they meet the criteria, we still want it to be management's decision on if that employee gets that promotion, which, of course, it should be management's decision, but it should also be based on criteria. If they meet the qualifications, why not give that employee the promotion? They want all of that to be taken out and make it be management discretion regardless. So to me, it's just allowing managers to play favoritism to who they want to and who they don't. And that is what unions are always fighting against. Now we believe it's fair and equitable, and I think that's the way it should always be. And as this has dragged on, do you think it's affected the day-to-day relationships between the staff and the AFGE members and managers just working in the halls and wards and offices of VA? Yeah, so right now, uh, and I don't know if you guys are aware of those executive orders um, that came out, but oh, yeah. it pretty much tried to just to do away with our agreement. And with those executive orders, they were implemented in uh, January of 2020, which took us out of our office space. Now it does not allow us to file grievances and fight for our members and enforce the contract as we once did. So it has, those executive orders had to have weakened the union in a sense. And it just gives us kind of a, a description of what it will look like if we don't have a contract. And right now we're fighting and we're trying to continue enforcing the contract, but they have taken some of those tools away with these executive orders. So just imagine if we don't have a contract to enforce because these orders are really just kind of shedding light on the fact that if we don't have a contract, this is what it's going to look like without us being able to fully negotiate and bargain on employees' behalf. So management feel as if they have been given kryptonite and more power over us. Just the fact that these executive orders have been implemented, it just kind of shows us what it will look like in the world of no fair contract just based on these orders that have been implemented. They, I believe we don't. We no longer go to the table and negotiate like we used to. We no longer have labor management meetings. It's no more partnership. It's basically right now, we say so, this is how it's going to be, and it is what it is. Has the lack of office space, have you been kicked out of the offices, say, in North Las Vegas, and has that been a hindrance to daily operations and to negotiations? Yes. So back in January, we did get an order to vacate or pay rent. 
And currently we are renting out space inside of the VA Medical Center in order for us to continue our operation. Otherwise we would have been kicked out. Uh, they've taken all of the equipment, no phones, no internet, all of that stuff we had to supply. But our contract does state that we will have equal office space, equal equipment as management. But right now, they've taken it all away. So that, again, is another violation of our contract that we currently have in existence that they just overlook. And how about the limits on official time? How has that affected your the so I do all my work after hours, nights and weekends. It makes it very difficult to still as the president tried to maintain and do the duties of a president. So I feel like it lacks my ability to represent the employees effectively. But I've been creative and, you know, I take leave when I have to because, you know, that's what the orders state that I do. I have to take leave and set up meetings with management and just try to continue on the role of the president to represent over 3,000 members. But it has been difficult. Although management can, you know, set up meetings and meet with employees to hand out disciplinary actions, I don't have the same opportunity to represent them as the law says that I can. So I just take the leave that I have to and comply with those executive orders until change comes. But as president of the local, you also have a full-time job at VA. That is correct. I am a full-time nurse. I work eight hours a day, and then I, in between, do the representation, no duties on my lunch, my breaks. I take annual leave, whatever I have to do in order to continue this role that I signed up for. Well, anybody that messes with a nurse is going to have to mess with me. Linda Ward-Smith is president of Local 1224 of the American Federation of Government Employees in North Las Vegas. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you giving us the opportunity to tell the story. We did ask Veterans Affairs for an interview on this topic. It declined, but wrote, and I quote, AFGE has consistently fought for the status quo and opposed attempts to make VA work better for veterans and their families. It's no surprise that AFGE has taken the same approach with its refusal to accept common sense improvements to its collective bargaining agreement. VA's collective bargaining proposals, which have been negotiated for several months per AFGE-approved ground rules, are designed to ensure veterans come first in all that we do, and we look forward to working with AFGE to achieve that goal. Again, that statement from Veterans Affairs. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.